Victory Monday and probably our favorite victory Monday of the entire football season. NC State waxes our rival up the street, UNC, by a score of 39 to 20. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's Victory Monday episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. Victory Monday, Victory Monday, Victory Monday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We are still celebrating a 39 to 20 drubbing of the UNC Tar Heels here on Monday. What a win. What a performance. What a dominant effort in Carter Finley on Saturday night. As we always do on Monday, we're going to review Kenton's keys from our Friday show to see how we did stacked up against those. Have to imagine we did pretty well, I, I, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And. We don't have the locked on look of the week. We know we left y'all hanging last week. We're going to break, bring you one back this week. But we do have some film breakdown that was specifically requested coming up as well. So we got a we got a jam-packed episode of goodness, of baby blue beat down goodness. So stick around, folks. Looking back at Kenton's keys from Friday, we'll start with the offense. What are we looking at here? Absolutely. So offensively, the first key was to hit our magic number, which is what, Grayson? 24. Now, I do believe that 39 is 24. You know, we're just a lowly old ag school, and we don't know much about anything but counting parcels of hay and corn, I guess. But I do know that 39 (laughs) is more than 24. So, check there. Second key was to rush for 150 plus. We got 170. Mm. Leaned on them up front. Mm. Coach 2J, your boys deserve some love. There was a play that was an outside zone. It was a stretch play to Kevin Concepcion. And I kid you not, the offensive line from the line of scrimmage, from where the ball was snapped to where the nearest defensive lineman on the front side of play was, there was legitimately four to five yards of push. Now, For those of you who don't know, four to five yards is a lot in high school. That's like, oh, my God, get my son off the field. This is he's being he's being tossed off the club at this point. (laughs) Our entire offensive line acted like bouncers and they said no blue in this club. Club Finley is not accepting of this color in any way, shape, form or fashion. So that was an absolutely dominant performance up front. 170, which is, again, more than 150. Last key, seven or less third and longs. I said the key was to stay ahead of the sticks. Never let them know, hey, this is what's going on, because when you get those third and short, third and mediums, the entire playbook is open. We had four all game. One first and second down, 
religiously in this game. That is three for three on the offensive. Keys, Grayson, talk to me. Yeah, staying ahead of the sticks was a lot of the success you saw in the first half. Of course, we scored on our first eight drives, which is probably the reason we didn't see many third and longs. So that was excellent. And I want to give a shout out to Coach 2J and the offensive line here. I'm going to give a lot of shout outs in this episode in particular. The offensive line has made massive leaps and bounds this season. We were highly critical of them earlier in the years. We saw a lot to be concerned about. But here we go in the last game of the season, dominating UNC up front at the line of scrimmage. You looked very good last week against Virginia Tech as well. A humongous amount of progress was made this year with the offensive line. Visibly, visibly could see the difference between the beginning of the year and the end of the year. Shout out to Coach 2J. Shout out to the offensive line. Deserve a ton of credit. And finishing with a 170 on the ground here was an excellent accomplishment. Absolutely. And defensively, boy, we got well, and they barely, just barely, just by the hairs on their chinny chin chin, because they were probably running the ball when they weren't supposed to, got over a couple of these as well. Um, the first key was 125 or less on the ground, which was about holding Hampton down and, and you know, making sure that he didn't get off, which, by the way, defensively, in terms of holding Hampton down, 28 yards, 28 yeah, rushing yards. We did that. We did that. Drake May just happened to pop up with 106. Yeah. So in total, the running backs had 31 yards, which actually, I mean, because this was about holding Omarion Hampton down, I'm going to go ahead and give him this one. Even though technically we allowed 130 yards because of Drake May's 106, this was about stopping the running backs because I knew if you make Drake May beat you with his legs and say, that's going to be the game, we're, we're going to get it done. So I'm going to give him this one. This one, uh, again, even though they technically had five yards over, in the spirit of the game plan, they did what they were supposed to do. 11 carries for 31 yards out of the backfield. 11 carries for 31 yards. We did what we needed to do there. Second key. Keep down Tez Walker, Bryson Nesbitt. This game by Aiden White. Clamps. Defensive back masterclass. Defensive back. Let me tell you something. Mass incarceration is a problem in America, and I think that there are many too many people that are wrongfully incarcerated. And... What Aiden White did to that young man, <laughs> there was nothing. There was, he had him on a four-quarter sentence. Everywhere Tez went, whenever he was lined up on Aiden White, oh, it was nasty. He it had nasty. Tez Walker in Guantanamo Bay. He was locked up in solitary confinement. He was playing ball. He was in solitary confinement. <laughs> Playing one hour of ball on Pelican Bay. (laughs) Perfect reference. I knew you were going there with it. Let me tell you something. In this game, for reference, through 12 total targets, this is these are the stats here. Two catches, 29 yards, one touchdown, one pass interference. But that there was also a pass that was intercepted. The pass interference was a phantom PI. And um, long story short, 
there were more break pass breakups than there were just pure incompletions where Aiden White was not there uh, knocking the ball away. Whew. Whew. Bryson Nesbitt, you know, he, he didn't do much either. I mean, Aiden White made himself some money. He did. Made himself some Skrilla, some greenbacks in this one. Because be it through the NIL collective or be it through the NFL collective, he's going to be collecting some checks pretty soon here. Because, boy, that game there, defensive back masterclass, teach, tape, stuff. Anywho, they were held to a combined five receptions, 77 yards, and one touchdown. And the final key was to get four sacks. We had two. We only had two, but we did get an immense amount of pressure. So all in all, five of six against the keys. That is what a blowout looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Grayson, talk to me. Yeah, no, I fully agree with giving credit uh, for holding Hampton to only 28 yards. Because remember, this was a guy tied for the nation's lead in rushing yards. Tied for number one in the country, running back, 28 yeah. yards. You, you, can't, you, you can't give him enough credit for that sort of effort. And I, I said all week, it's not about how talented he is as an individual. This is the ultimate team sport. Can their offensive line create the creases for him to get off? They could not. No. They clearly could not. And, and you get the results that you get there. So five or six against the Keys in this ever so lovely beat down. We absolutely love to see it. Now, you mentioned some of the pressure and the sacks. We have a look in. We had a question on Twitter asking about this that I want Kenton to provide some insight on. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Of course, we're still waiting to hear where NC State will get placed for their bowl game, but if you're going to be looking into bowl game tickets, get over to game time. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect upon arrival. Their all-in prices show your total up so you know exactly the great deal that you're getting without hidden fees, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just a number of taps. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and use redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L O C. K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we're back here. And as mentioned just a couple moments ago, we had a very good question come through. I'll post this up here on the screen for us. This question comes from Treaticus on Twitter. They want to know how a three-man rush was able to get to the QB so often down the stretch. That shouldn't happen for an offensive line. Not complaining, but because, of course, we do love to see. I'm also now going to bring up the sack in particular that we're talking about. This is Red Hibbler's sack on the backup quarterback after Drake May was injured for a couple plays. But take a look at what Kenton has to say about this because it is very fascinating to watch. So generally, there are two ways to get this done, right? And, and let's make no bones about this. The two ways to get a pass rush in a three-man rush is very simple. The first of which you need to do some twisting, some slanting, some stunting that kind of works out in your favor to where 
you get somebody that is driving in, taking multiple guys with them, and then the looper has a one-on-one. If the quarterback flushes out to the looper, congratulations, collect your sack, you did it. Or if the looper wins the one-on-one matchup, because the the guy that's that's um, that's coming inside here is taking the double team, that's another way to get it. But then there's the straight rush. Now, the goal of the straight rush is simple. You get your two defensive ends out real wide. You want them real wide to where a guard can't just get to them easily. And you tell both of them, or at least one of them, hey, beat that tackle around the bend. If you beat him around the bend, that quarterback can't do anything but step up. Now, here's the problem with that. If your nose guard is getting pushed into the quarterback, he can't step up. There's nowhere to go. Or if the quarterback is oblivious to pressure, that's another way to do it. Now, this play here from Red Hibbler, this is coaching teach tape. This is defensive line teach tape. And let me tell you why. The first key essential to every good pass rush, every good pass rush game, every good pass rush move, the first key essential is your get off. Now, look at Red Hibbler's here. Let me pause this thing right where he starts moving. Boom. Look at Red. Look at every other player on the field. Look at Red and look at every other player on the field. If you don't realize this, he is the defensive lineman to the top of this uh, of this here video. Look at him moving before anybody else moves. The only thing that has moved is the ball. And what we like to say is defensive linemen or edge rushers or whatever, whatever position you want to play, if you're getting after a quarterback, you're on the line of scrimmage, you want to be on the string connected to the ball. So what does that mean, right? Whenever the ball moves, that string pulls your hand and you got to fire off. That's exactly what Red Hibbler did here. And I want to just take this thing step by step here. Boom. First step is in the ground. Look at the position of that right tackle. Look at how big and awkward that kick step is. You know why that kick step is big and awkward? Because he knows he's beat by the get off. He knows that red is coming around that bend. He's coming around that edge with some bad intentions. And mind you, this is just the first step. And that tackle is already in a compromising position. But look at him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look at his heels right here. He's like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. You know why? He's trying to click his heels three times and wish he was back in Chapel Hill. That's what he's doing there. You see, a tackle never, no offensive lineman ever wants their heels to be clicking together. That is when you are at your weakest. That is when you are at your slowest. You are at your least powerful from that stage. Look at the body positioning as well. Red Hibbler has what we like to call even leaving speed. A lot of people think of that in terms of ball carriers, receivers, running backs, in terms of, oh, they can break your angle if they get the ball and they're even with you. There, It's Katie Dids at the doorstep. But it's the same thing with defensive linemen, especially edge rushers. If they get to your level, there are certain defensive linemen where if they're at your level, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how quick you are, how fast you are, you, you better throw a lookout block. You know what that is, Grayson? A lookout block is when your quarterback is about to get sacked by the guy you were supposed to block, and all you can say is, look out. <laughs> that is what he should have been doing right about here because you can't do anything else with him. 
He is beating this man so thoroughly, all he had to do was throw a little flipper. Now, I want to look at Brandon Cleveland for a minute in the middle. Do you see what he's doing here in terms of pushing that pocket back? And look at this right guard at the top, completely confused, confuddled, doesn't even have time to react because we're playing this in quarter speed and I'm pausing it to break it down. But at this point in time, Red Hibbler, you had the perfect get off. Way to go. You had the perfect swipe. And it really wasn't even a true swipe because he was already by the tackle by the time he tried to get his hand on him. Now, Red, go collect your sack, brother. Go collect your sack. Boom. There we go. There we go. That is how you get a sack in a three-man rush. A bit of a quicker one, but another gem from Kenton here. As we've seen all season, these look into plays that the common eye doesn't exactly catch, a lot of which that I don't even catch. Having Kenton on here to break down exactly how a play develops has been so much fun to watch as the season has gone on here. And so, Treaticus, I hope that answers your question on Twitter. Hopefully you tuned in today on Monday. Red Hibbler, as I tweeted uh, Saturday night, very quietly had an insane season, a monster yeah. season for yeah. a guy that is not a starter on the no. defensive line. Certainly has earned himself some starter snaps next year, I can promise you that. Yeah, he's a pass rush specialist, and he has done so phenomenally. I mean, six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and, and a pass breakup in a limited role. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. With Savion Jackson leaving, maybe Davin Van going too. You know, we talked about the basketball team. There being a lot of shots available. Uh, defensive lineman, there's going to be a lot of rushes available. There's going to be a lot of snaps available. There's going to be a lot. Now, I'll tell you this much. We will probably get to see him play more in the run game. I'm interested to see because I believe that the things that he does well in the pass game, they translate into the run game as well. That ability to get off like that, that speaks to a level of discipline and film study because you don't just learn that. You don't just like automatically know when the ball is going to be snapped, even if they're doing a clap count. If they clap and you mistime that or get it wrong, congratulations. Offsides, free play. It takes discipline to be that precise, to be that on the money, to where when that ball moves, you're moving. So it looks like when you get that play, that it looks like nobody else on the field is moving but you as a defensive lineman, you're in flow, you're in zen, you're in that state. You're in that mode, as the rappers like to say. You in that mode, my brother. You in that mode where you're going to do some real bad things to a quarterback very shortly, which Red Hibbler has done plenty of times this season. You think about how good Savion Jackson and Davin Van were this year on the edges. Yeah. Think about what we have coming back next year. Scary sight for mm -hmm. offensive lines in the ACC next year. Very scary Absolutely. sight. I understand that this was supposed to be the big picture portion of the show i think we're going to push that to tuesday of course you probably heard most of our big picture takeaways on saturday night's show so we're going to move that over to tuesday but up next i have a message to brennan armstrong and i think you're going to want to hear what i have to say our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. as the weather gets colder the nfl offer stays hot on FanDuel. right now new customers can get 150 dollars back in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's right 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use with a wide range of betting options, 
including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Of course, the state of North Carolina becomes legal for sports betting in a little bit over a month. Cannot wait for that. Get on over to FanDuel to continue winning this NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, last couple minutes here of our Monday show. I wanted to talk about Brennan Armstrong. Saw this tweet surface from David Hale on Saturday night. It reads, Dave Dorn said Brennan Armstrong gave a speech the day after being benched, urging his teammates to rally behind MJ Morris. Quote, he lost his job and won over the team, unquote. Armstrong, since regaining the job, 70% completion percentage, 286 yards a game, nine touchdowns, and a 3-0 record. And I'll expand a little bit on that. 650 passing yards, six passing touchdowns, 207 yards rushing, and three rushing touchdowns. Should also mention, was playing this UNC game a little banged up after the Virginia Tech game, threw for 334 yards and three touchdowns in a rivalry game that means so much to this school to beat up on the blue school. What an incredible performance should also mention his QBR in these last three games he played in 97.5 at wake 92.4 at Virginia Tech and finished up with 82.6 against UNC from everything we saw earlier in the season the turnaround in those three games is nothing short of incredible I want to transition this into a message to Brennan Armstrong and I hope this message makes it to him if you're in a position where you're close to Brennan and you can deliver this to get in front of him directly, please help me out because I, I truly do want Brennan to hear this. Going back to late July, I asked Brennan at ACC kickoff in Charlotte what it meant to be tasked as a leader for this NC State football team this year. Brennan said it was a huge deal and that he just came in, put his head down, went to work. He wanted to be a voice to try and instill confidence on the offensive side of this team. Brennan entered a tough situation here at NC State course a lot of the fan base was clamoring for MJ Morris before the season has even started and then ultimately when the quarterback decision or the quarterback change was made at the midpoint of the season that's I have to imagine a lot to deal with. beginning of the season we weren't getting the results that everyone was hoping for I'm Brennan I'm sure if you're listening to this you would agree with that MJ Morris was tasked as a QB1 and from that point on it would have been so easy to throw in the towel it would have been so easy to turn your back on this team. Instead, you went the other way with it. You became a better teammate. And of course, I just read that tweet from David Hale. We heard that you gave a speech to the team after being benched that everyone needed to rally behind MJ. You remained a captain even after you lost the QB1 job. You still went out there for the coin flip in those four games that you did not start. You did everything you could to encourage this team moving forward. Then, in a turn of events, you re-entered a starting quarterback and led us to finish off a nine-win season. You are standing here now at the end of the regular season, a bit of a legend here at NC State. And whether you thought you'd be at this position or not, this is the reality now. You have earned the respect of your teammates, this football program, and large, large portions of this fan base. You may consider yourself a Virginia Cavalier, rightfully so, but Brennan, I hope you know you will always be one of us. You yeah. will always be a Wolfpack. Absolutely. No matter where you go in life from here on out, you are one of us. You are what it means to play in this football program. 
Hard tough together. HTT. That's Brennan Armstrong. You never gave up. You never gave in. That is NC State. Not just the football program, but the school. You embody the students at NC State. You embody the fan base. We look after one another. We take care of our own. You never gave up. And we respect the hell out of you. You're a captain of this team this season. You're a captain of this football program. Now you have a chance to get your name fully in NC State history. We win this bowl game. We get to 10 wins. That is our second 10-win season ever, ever in all of NC State history. Could be the second one ever. You're a leader, Five. We are behind you all the way. Wolfpack Nation is behind you all the way. And we cannot thank you enough for your contributions, your leadership, your determination. You are NC State. Brennan Armstrong is NC State. And I hope you know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not agree more. And I hate to be this guy to come with it behind this. I hate to be this guy. But if we're talking about contributions, if we're talking about contributions, we made jokes all year about Casey's going to need a big bag to stay. Well, listen, why even have the audacity or have the thought of him leaving? We made all the jokes about, oh, we need Aiden White to come back. We need to give him a lot if he going to come back. I don't know what his plans are for the future, but donate to that Savage Wolves collective at savagewolvesnil.com. Give a thousand like Doran asked. Give a hundred. Give 3920. Give 392. Every penny counts okay every penny counts now, that it doesn't was, matter how much you got to give give what you can that was a perfect transition definitely contribute to these nil collectives we're very close to entering what is considered portal season now and it's going to be chaos nc state will need to go seriously shopping in this portal and so every donation counts all of them it's up to all of us dave dorn wouldn't call upon the fan base to donate if it wasn't that important, it is yeah. that important. You want to see better results? You now have a chance to influence that by donations. If you can, of course, it matters to this program. It matters to the players, the coaching staff, the program as a whole. If you can, it's worth it. It is absolutely, absolutely worth it. That will do it for us here on Monday. As always, thank you all so much for all of the support over the weekend. We had so many viewers in the live stream on Saturday night. I think it was our biggest one of the season, rightfully so picking up such a big win. But thank you all so much for the support. Be sure to drop a like on this show. Drop your comments in the comment box. Hit that subscribe button as we're still on our climb up to 1,000 and beyond. Of course, that'll do it for us here on Monday. We'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.